All right, so <laughs> that was like the rant portion of the show. So I asked you one question, and now <laughs> we're here. Uh, <laughs> yes, this was exactly our plan, just like a big old rant. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how we start every episode. Here's one that I was just like personally curious about because of our topic today, okay. which is what's the current state of your desktop in terms of like files on your desktop? I feel like I go through modes with this. Oh, I don't have any. Zero always? So, um, okay. <laughs> I feel like you actually sort of start on a super easy one because... I'm sorry. <laughs> I am in the process of like transferring everything into the um, what we call the paramethod system. Yes. Where we basically, if anyone's just listening for the first time, it just means that your folder structure reflects your structure in other apps. So your to-do list reflects your folders, which reflects your project management system, like a notion or something. And... I'm making good progress on it, but it's like, this is one of these things where like you can never kind of fully complete it because there's just things that pop up and et cetera. Yeah. Things are always changing. Yeah, but I, I like where it's at and the way I'm kind of doing is that once I'm like saving documents, I save it in the correct place, but for just like normal things like screenshots and I have to download images for work to upload them right away to something else. I just put everything in the downloads folder. Um, and the downloads folder is sorted by date modified. So that's like my working folder because normally what I need is just right at the top. And I... Mm, that's smart. So, I actually don't sort my downloads folder, but I absolutely should. So that's what I was going to ask you then is if you don't have anything on your desktop, what's the state of your downloads folder? And then since that's your working file, like, do you go through and delete stuff from there? Or is just like, is it just like a really big file? No, I've thought about this and I'm just like, I don't think it's worth the time. Like, I just <laughs> don't think it's worth the time because I almost don't need any files on my folder. Like the files that I have, like I have to have, like, for example, one thing that is quite recent for me is that I now download and save all my paste lips just okay. because it's actually practical to just have them all in one place and I don't have to go through emails and stuff to find them. So, um, so yeah, but like for the downloads, because it is, I don't like deleting things because I'm not you. I actually find it more frustrating like to, things. no, because like I find, I find, I've, I've thought about this a lot because of this podcast. I find it more <laughs> frustrating to not be able to find something again. Like that drives me mm. crazy. And like, I don't mind just having a downloads folder. It's sorted by date modified. So I can actually find stuff in there based on like the timeline. Like I know if something was in February or something, I could just scroll back to that. Yeah. So it just works for me in that way. And just because it's so time consuming, like, and like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I, I, my time has become so limited. I'm like, does it matter? No, that I'm not going to do it. Like, I just, 
<laughs> like, I just am not going to do it. I, I've thought about this. I've also thought about, like, oh, I should download all the uh, things I download that are technically for a work purpose and upload them again into, like, its correct corresponding Google Drive. And I'm like, no, Ooh, yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm just not doing that. Like, the people who need to have access to it have access to it. And, like, if I had infinite time, I would maybe do it. But I'm just... I don't have infinite time. So I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it's What's interesting to me is like the system that you have set up. Like the fact that you have nothing on your desktop. Because some people have everything on their desktop in the same mm -hmm. system. And then the fact that you organize downloads folder just by, what is it, date modified? Which is very smart. Mm -hmm. So I can see how this would work for you. This is, this is good. I am just, I'm so curious. Because have you ever been in a call and someone shares their screen and you're like, whoa, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that when I'm trying to, like they're sharing their screen. And so I'm trying to focus on what they're trying to show me. But then there's mm -hmm. something in the background that catches my attention instead. And I'm like, I wonder why they do it this way. So I, you haven't shared I your screen is, in a while. I think that is slightly judgy. <laughs> well, Maybe. obviously it is. But I like to think of it as I as someone who is extremely processes driven. I'm always mm -hmm. just like, is there a process here or is there no process here? Is there a, a preference here? Like, I'm just curious also. I think it is judgy, but I'm also just just really curious about how people do these things yeah but I think like I think if people use their desktop in the same way that I use my but actually but 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 I don't always have my desktop completely clear like because for example today I was uh, creating assets for something and then I was using that asset and sending it to a few people and then I was going to share it so there was like it was like a working thing then I have it on my desktop like while I use it and then when I'm no longer using it, I just move it to the downloads folder. Mm. Um, and I like having it there just because I have like infinite space on my computer or like I just it's all in the cloud. So it doesn't matter. Like even if I have like 10,000 screenshots, like it's not a big deal. <laughs> um, I don't know how many things are in my downloads folder, but like but yeah, it just I find it really frustrating to delete things and then have to download them again. Um I just it drives me crazy but then for example now we're in the midst of like planning a big conference and we don't want to share like a Dropbox link or a Google Drive link with all the speakers we have to send them their assets yeah. so I had to like download all the assets and then send like the correct assets to the correct person so now I have like everyone's speaker photos on my computer which is super annoying but I still need to refer to them like a fair amount so if Every time I would have to like find the original Dropbox link, re-download it again, like that would drive me crazy. But I don't think I'm going to like move it into like a work folder because once this conference is over, I'm never going to need them again. So, yeah. Yeah. This is so funny because I was literally doing the same thing this week where I had a bunch of people who were involved in a project for us and I had all yeah. of them. We had like an audiogram for each person and it, and then we had like different things for each person. So I had to download all of it and then make sure each person got their correct thing. Oh, God, it's I, I it surprises me that this isn't the more smooth process with all of our modern inventions, but it just isn't like there isn't really. And then now what drives me crazy is all the different sizes you need for oh, all the assets. It's so annoying. I'm in the like Figma files from our design team where it's like, okay, this is the Instagram stories one and then the Instagram grid one and then the Twitter one. And then there's like 15 more. There's so many. And also because the story has become 
one of the most important ones, I think, because like people are pretty comfortable just putting things in their story. Like they don't necessarily want to put things on their grid unless they're like super invested. Um, so I think the story one is one of the main ones. But then to do the story one, it often has to be a different layout than just the default layout. Yeah. So you actually have to have it all the way thought through for every single one and then creating all that. It's such a... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry if I'm like <laughs> complaining like this is our first part no, of the show, but it's just... It's, it's a lot. It's a headache. It's a headache. It's if a someone lot. comes up with like a dynamic asset management platform, I would sign Ooh. up immediately. <laughs> I like the three word dynamic asset management. Or no, that's four words platform. <laughs> I I would also I would also sign up. It's so funny because you mentioned like having everyone's speaker profiles on your laptop. And mm-hmm. I always think if the people that I work with, because I'm not in an office, so it's not like they're walking by my computer and they see this. But if the people that I work with knew how often I have photos of them on my laptop <laughs> that I'm just like working with, I, I often think I'm like low key, most likely to have a photo of you on my laptop is like if we were to go through like strange awards internally, it would be me, which makes <laughs> sense. But it's still really funny the number of photos I have of everyone. On my computer. No, it's we. So we. So this everything I'm doing is for Iceland Airwaves, and we did this for last year as well. And you don't know how intimately I feel like I already know these people because <laughs> I have been on the email threads where they got booked for the thing. I am on the email threads where their flights are being booked. So it's like, oh no, I would actually prefer Monday morning over to like I'm on all of those email threads. I um, I manage creating all the assets and getting all that done. I often don't do it manually myself, but I am like arranging all of that. Um, and then I'm also involved with like the sharing on social media and then and then I have to download it and share it with the speakers themselves. <laughs> so I am like involved every step of the way. And it's so funny. I know their name. I know the spelling of their name. I know their company. I know their yep. title. I read their bio. I have their photo. And it's yep. so funny because I hadn't really done this to this extent till last year. And <laughs> I don't want to say the person's name, but like, I remember this moment so vividly. Let's say this guy's name is like David Orange Man. <laughs> That's no, his name. Casual name. <laughs> yes. And I remember so well, it was the first event, like because it's a schedule over a whole week. I walked in, it was like 8.30 or 9 in the morning. I walked in this lovely warm American guy that just has this like charm that only not all Americans but like some Americans have that just like brightens up your room like that was the first person I saw I instantly saw him and I was like hello sir your name must be David Orangeman (laughs) I had like looked at his face he did three events with us last year and so I had been involved in promoting all of those and I'd been oh on so gosh. many email threads and I was just like, I know your full name. I know your company. I know when you were flying in. I know where you're staying. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, so, yeah. It can feel like a bit much, but that's that's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I feel it's, like that for really random, yeah, really random things at work too, where it's just like, oh, wow, I feel like I know everything about this person and I've seen their face from multiple angles because their headshots have developed over the years. Like, even (laughs) if I've never met them in person. It's such a weird, I, I'm such a, I find, I think there's a word for thing, this thing now, it's just called um, parasocial relationships, where there's like this asymmetry in how much you know about a person versus how much they know about you. Yeah. And I feel like 
this is often talked about in terms of like fan communities or something where like all the fans feel like they know a celebrity, but obviously it doesn't work the other way around. But then I think this thing transcends just like famous people. I think exactly what you're <laughs> saying. It's just someone you work with and you stare at their face a surprising <laughs> amount on like a giant screen. It's just, it's a really weird, I think like people from like 30 years ago and all the way back till we had humans, like they did not experience this asymmetry <laughs> in social relationships. And now we're like, we even have it with like the people we work with. It's it's so bizarre. <laughs> it is actually so bizarre. Modern day things. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh yeah, I, I, I also just remember like my boss, he's so good at like knowing people's full names, so good at knowing the company where they work. And I'm like, oh, I'm starting to see why, <laughs> because <laughs> then also like this person is talked about because we're we're booking the conference. So they're talked about in terms of like, oh, should this person go on this panel or this other panel or whatever? So you're talking about them so much. Mm. And this other person from their perspective, they're like booked to attend a conference. <laughs> like that's it. So and they're dealing with like multiple people because like I'm not the one who's picking everyone flights and I'm not necessarily the one doing some of the other things. So, yeah, I just, modern day is really weird. <laughs> That's my conclusion. Yeah, yeah. We got here from Files. Files. <laughs> yes. All right, great. Opening question. Strong opening question. That was a surprisingly complicated opening question. I'm just curious. I'm always so curious what people's, like, because some people it surprises you. I don't know. Yeah. Were you surprised by my answer about the files? No, not at all. I like <laughs> that you, but this is the thing is like, I didn't know exactly what your system is. I don't know why I need to know that, but this is <laughs> who I am. But I knew, um, I knew that you didn't have files on your computer for the most part, mm -hmm. but I couldn't remember if that was a hard rule or what that was and so I was like wait okay do you have files and then I was going to ask about the downloads folder I actually really like your system for the downloads folder won't work for me because I delete stuff all the time but if I weren't deleting stuff all the time then yeah. I could do it that way but, but then like it's not perfect before because for an example like what, what one of the things we do is that so we create almost all of our assets in Canva or Canva Canva um, yeah and so, for example, one of the things that is like the most often needed assets and are also a little bit more green, like we're using them all the time for different things. Uh, so they're not like a project that then ends are our playlist assets. And like if I was smart, I would probably just download all the playlist covers and have that as a folder on my computer because I refer to them all the time. Mm -hmm. But I haven't I'm only realizing this now that we're talking about this, like that's something I could just download all of them have them exist as a file on my computer and then it's a lot easier but it's only a handful of things that are like that it's not everything well that's exactly what I have like I just have there are a couple of things that I know I'm going to use really mm -hmm. regularly and I keep those in a folder in documents for work mm -hmm. and then everything else just gets deleted sometimes yeah. I hang on to it for a while though I actually just did this before we started the podcast I was going through and just like doing some cleaning up of my laptop and I just went through all my downloads because I hadn't emptied that out in a couple of weeks like normally I I do it 
every now and again, I'll be like, okay, this folder is getting to the point where I can't find what I'm looking for. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to just delete everything or like delete almost everything except for the stuff that I need until I don't need it anymore. But that's kind of the system that I use is just whatever is downloaded either afterwards, I won't need it again. And so I'll Mm -hmm. delete it or I will need it again. And so I'll move it somewhere internally so that other people have access to it and then I'll delete it. But then there's like it has a place. And so that just happened. I had like a million audio files on my laptop, but I knew I couldn't keep them because it was right. it was a situation where like they were sent to me by an external partner. And so mm-hmm. I downloaded all of them from like their Google Drive, but then they didn't right. share the Google Drive with anyone else on the team. And obviously um, we need to have yeah. all of the original files and they Absolutely. need to live in our system, not in their system, just so that if anything ever happens in the future, we have all those files. So I had to download all of it and then like upload it into our internal system in Dropbox just to make sure that we have it. Mm-hmm. And then I kept it on my laptop because I was like, I think I'm going to need this over a few weeks. And I did. And now I'm like, okay, everything is in Dropbox. I don't need it now. <laughs> now I can just go through and delete this because these were actually pretty large audio files that I didn't want to have on my... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. If it's something yeah. like that, I just put it into like the the company folder structure. Like I try, it's also, this is actually quite interesting. So we have a Google Drive for work and um, we've actually realized that um, because it sets like high stakes, like people have to be able to find their correct documents and we've tried to organize them internally, but then not everyone follows the same system because people just have different intuition about these things. Yeah. We've actually decided we might bring someone on that is like a folder expert. <laughs> Hello, I am here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. This is, I didn't know this till we were talking about this. There's genuinely like a profession now. Oh my God. That is, it's, it's called something like information management or something like that. And we're getting students from the university here <laughs> who are specializing in essentially folders oh this is incredible <laughs> and like this is not a joke and it's because we are like we're always so busy and then also a lot of us are traveling and things and like it's not that the system is bad like we do our best and like I think it makes sense up to a point but then like someone doesn't know the system and then they just create yeah. a new folder and save it somewhere or something so like it's really easy for things just to start going wrong. And then we also realized we've had, like the company just has had like a level of turnover over the years. It's not like in a bad way. It's just in a matter of fact kind of way. And we've realized like not everyone saved all their documents in the shared spaces. They just had their private spaces. And it's like, well, how do you even correct that (laughs) for people (laughs) who no longer work with you? It's such a, yeah, but I was, I'm going to find out what the title of their uh, course is because I want to say it correctly on the show. But yes, this is genuinely becoming like it. a special, specialized skill. It's like, how do you, for like on a company level, keep folders? <laughs> like, I'm not this kidding. Is, yeah, No, this is incredible. Is it called information architecture by chance? No, because I think that is like a software thing. And this is not like a software thing. This is No, like I know a, people who do information architecture not as a software thing. Okay, I, I will have to... I, I don't want to guess yeah, because it. I don't have it correct in my brain. So yeah, totally I'm going to... F- 
I'm going to find... I think we were supposed to meet them this week, but we had to move it. We'll, we'll probably get to that later. <laughs> we'll add a little <laughs> note or something in the show notes for anyone who's very curious. So hopefully we know by the time we uh, share the episode. The reason I know that this is, is a real job is because I'm in the community for Notion <laughs> for people yeah. who are like super into Notion and who run Notion at their organization. Notion has okay. a community and I'm in there and people started this was like a year ago practically so it's mm-hmm. been a while but people started sharing job posts that were essentially be the person who creates the notion and keeps it maintained and creates all the processes around it and like organizes everything in your oh organization i think they called it information architecture i think that is probably one title but i think there's also what surprise it doesn't surprise me that on like a corporate level this exists but it it did surprise me that this exists on like a university level that there's like academics who (laughs) study it and write about it and talk about it and visit companies to talk like i it makes sense once you think about it but i was just like oh my god what a what a wild world we live in, you know. I would have loved to take this course in school. Oh, and you I'm would serious. Have loved that. I am this person for myself and then for others <laughs> who want it. Oh, you would but excel. Absolutely. This would be I, your favorite thing. <laughs> I have to tell you that one of the things that happened on my team, it was this time last year, was like when I got to a point in leadership where I realized I didn't have to ask anyone to make changes anymore, I could just do things. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I did was reorganize all of our file structures. <laughs> I just had this moment where I opened something and I was like, this doesn't make sense. And then I was like, well, this actually lives with me now. No one else is going to fix this. Mm. Everyone, like, And I have all of this historical context about why things are like this, whereas everyone else we're bringing on is, is going to be newer. And so I just went through and reorganized our entire file structure. And I feel a lot better about it now. I, I did this for my work last year also. The pro- the problem isn't though, so so I've thought about this a lot because we, we are, like this has come up within my work. Um, but the problem isn't that having it make sense to like an organized type. The problem is how do you have everyone at the company fall in line essentially yeah like it's training kind of like how do you yeah and how do you also just especially when you're in like a fast-paced environment like let's say just let's take those spotify covers for example like how easy would it be for every single team member in marketing to just download and have it on their computer and not think about like oh why don't we just decide that it's going to exist there and then if we change the cover which also happens it gets changed there but then the problem is also you have like interns that come and go and you have someone else used to work on this and then they did it this way and it's like how do you how do you kind of not just create the system but kind of enforce the system and I think the answer to that is always it depends on the organization and the people. And also the answer is always like five things. There are like a million different ways. Oh, a hundred percent. And also like, especially with files, like I think so many, at least I've seen this where I work so often people are just like, oh, I'm working on this. Why don't I create a new folder and put the file in there? 
And like, oh my gosh. I think yeah. that is like what people often do instead of being like, oh, maybe there's already a folder that exists about this. So I actually did last year when I joined the company, I did a lot of consolidating of folders. And I can't tell you how many multiples of similar yeah. folders that already existed because everyone was like, oh, here's a file. This is a new project. Why don't I create a folder to add this new file in? But then when everyone does that, it just yep. gets out of hand. And then it's, but then like, I'm not perfect either because I've been in this para method spirit, like cleaning up some of my notion. And I realized I myself had like the same type of things in two or three different places. And I was like, why isn't this all consolidated into one place? But it's just, it's really easy to have it kind of go out of hand a little bit. I think it's hard. I think that perfection with this kind of system where you're talking about multiple people and all of these different options and things like that, I feel like perfection isn't the goal. It's almost like we it's never going to be 100 percent, but like maybe we can reach no. 75 or 80 percent of people are all on the same page and that will make mm -hmm. a really big difference. I mean, for yeah. me, the things that I did was like, first off, I started making sure all of my stuff was really clearly filed. So we use Dropbox mm -hmm. paper. And mm -hmm. you can see where something is filed in a folder. And one of the bad habits is that people will kick off a paper and not file it. So they'll have a bunch of, this is essentially what right. you're talking about. Like they'll have a bunch of unfiled paper documents and then they leave the company and no one has access to them. So I tried to make uh... with using the para method, I tried to make really, really broad folders where people mm -hmm. could file paper documents so that it felt easier to figure that out. But then I think the other thing is um, one, I'll just go in. If I'm added to a paper that isn't filed, I'll just file it. Like, I'm like, I mm -hmm. don't mind. This is not, you know, beneath me. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is, it just needs to be filed. And so I'll just do it. And if someone thinks it's not in the right place, they can move it. Um, but mm -hmm. then the other thing is I, because our team is so new, I was really involved with onboarding for everyone. And so I think that this is just one of the key things is, like training or like it's it's funny because I was asked this question about something different like I was talking to someone about how do you set someone asked about training for slack or like Microsoft teams like how do you even train people how do you make sure that everyone's on the same page and they know how to communicate and I think it's the same thing with with like files as mundane as that sounds is like how does everyone know where to find things and know how to file things and it involves structure but then it also involves like tell them when they're first learning so that then they do it that way again because if what they learn is I should just create it and then share it with everyone else then they'll keep doing that versus like when my teammates joined for example I had like a list of here are all the places you can look for things and then add your stuff in here too and it makes a difference but it's so slow like it's not I don't think there's a perfect system. No, and then it's also like if 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 you've been at a company for long enough to have this legacy knowledge and you're training the team, well, then it's a lot easier. But if you come into an organization and oh, you don't sure. have the seniority to be like, hello, boss, now you're supposed to work <laughs> this way. like, Or just like, hello, this person who is like way senior to me. Like, it's quite hard to approach the subject of like, I think you've been organizing your files wrong. And <laughs> like honestly, I said nothing. I feel like for years, things were not yeah. organized the way that I would have done them. And I wasn't about to manage up on file structure. No. Like there were more things <laughs> exactly. that are, I'm just saying like, now that this is something I have control over, I'm so happy <laughs> to have it in yeah. a place that is like, I think a lot better, <laughs> at least understandable and usable to me and to other people. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because also it doesn't just go with file structure. Like I've just, because you mentioned Slack, like I've 
when I started, I said to my team, I was like, why don't we use Slack? And they were like, sure, whatever. And we had Slack. And then nobody would read Slack because everyone prioritized <laughs> their emails. Yep. And then I genuinely, I just made a decision myself. I just logged off Slack, like my work Slack, and just waited to see if it would ever become a problem. <laughs> and that was like six months ago. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. Like never became a problem. So, and then I think there's also a way of like, you have to just go with what people like thing that drives me crazy yes. like I think I've talked about this before on the show is that like there's a reason an instant messaging platform makes sense within teams that's just a fact like it doesn't make sense that everything like texting someone like I'm parking the car I'll see you in a minute that's not an email like that's like a text or like an instant <laughs> message type of conversation and with people you talk with all the time it makes sense but I have people all the time message me on Facebook Messenger about work things. Mm. And like I know whole companies in Iceland, it's all run off Facebook Messenger. Wow. And at some point you just have to be like, is this worth taking this fight? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I really don't want to myself, but it's I I'm actually quite the opposite of laid back with this. I have written like long copies to people. I'm like, you are like, especially when it's people I don't work with and they send me an email, but over Facebook Messenger, they're like, oh, I have a question about like funding, blah, blah. Oh my God. I literally, I am like so mean. I'm like, hey, email me. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, I think it's I okay to be direct. It's not okay to just, I don't, it's okay to like set those boundaries. It's not okay to send people that on Facebook Messenger. That should be common knowledge, but it's, you know, it's, it's really funny, not, not and then funny I, that it isn't. I genuinely, I once, I was so annoyed because it was such a specific question and I got it like really late because it was from someone in like LA time zone or something. And I literally wrote, my job is to manage my inbox. I cannot be held responsible that I got a work question over a personal platform because it can't be my job to monitor multiple platforms. I have to prioritize my emails and so everything I get sent through there actually gets treated quicker. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just like, I can't, I cannot be held to the standard that 24-7, like all the time, anyone in the world can message me about anything. And I'm just like, here you go. Here's your answer. Like, it's, it's just, just not just, efficient. And it's just not practical to even expect that of someone. It's not, it's not possible to do that. And then it's so hard for you to have boundaries. Like if is Facebook Messenger where you also maybe would message like your family or things like that. And then it, it's like, no, who wants to switch between messaging your dad and being like, hey, how's it going to being like, oh, yes, let me help you with that work request. It 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 honestly, I, I think there is something wrong. <laughs> I generally think there's something wrong in the world because I think like People have now been trained that you can just message anyone at any time about anything and you get an answer right away. And I am like, I don't know how to fix it because I'm just like, if if I put up a boundary, like it's like it's still it costs something, you know, like it costs something in my energy. It costs something in the relationship between the person because people are quite like being like buddy, buddy when they message you like that. Mm -hmm. But like. I don't answer requests about funding in my spare time. <laughs> like that is not my <laughs> idea of a good time. So it's just, 
But I think people are just so conditioned to be like, oh, I can just reply and instantly get a reply from someone. And I'm like, how did we get here? Like, how no. is it doesn't scale? It's not reasonable. So, yeah. So what what has it's happened to answer your question is that I don't reply to Messenger at all. And which is also bad for my personal relationships. But I just like the relationship that really mattered to me. I just use texts. Like, yeah, I have like five people I text and I monitor my texts and I prioritize that. I prioritize my email and every other platform comes secondary. That's just kind of how I landed. I feel like you, every person just has to make decisions when it comes mm -hmm. to where are they going to be taking in information? Because if you choose everything, it's too much. And, and yeah. you're just never going to get anything done. So it just totally mm -hmm. depends on your job and your community and your people and all of that stuff. On and, and honestly, it rotates, of course, on which mm -hmm. tools are most important. I remember I never yeah. used to text anyone. And it was because I was always moving and I was always going between like this was back when data was extremely expensive. And so I didn't I don't I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to I mess. I don't even know. I don't remember why I, I would yeah. never text people. It was always Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp. And then I moved entirely away from those except for like two conversations. And yeah. now I text everyone. But it's it's like you actually have to be strategic, which with which mm -hmm. of the tools you're using to communicate because or else you just get entirely overwhelmed. It's and it's too much. And I think you're so right that this is such a bad habit of people to expect replies instantaneously. I I don't know how successful I am at this, but I try to set the expectation that I do not reply instantly with pretty much everyone. And like not just at work, like my personal life too. Like, and I've told people like so my, I had someone who was coming over to my house the other day and she texted me saying that she was running late. And then she got there and she was like, did you see my text? And I was like, no, if it's urgent, call me, please. Because otherwise mm -hmm. I'm not like, if I'm working, I'm not going to see your, your text kind of thing. So anyways, I, uh, I also think that it's just tiresome and it, to be able to have to keep holding that boundary. But I feel like that's what I do. I even get to the point, like, I don't know, this is probably a bit much, but I, I do this is that when people email me, I often, often it takes me a really long time to reply. Like I not, Mm -hmm. forever but it's going to take me like two days to reply to anything that isn't urgent at least because it's just not my priority to be responding to all of these inbound requests that I get via email but then sometimes I'll be going through and I'll do it in like a batch work where I'm like okay I have an hour I'm just going to get to the bottom of my inbox and I will go through and there's someone who just emailed me 20 minutes ago and I'm writing my reply to them and I actually won't send it immediately because I don't want to set the precedent with them that I reply immediately. So I'll just like schedule mm -hmm. it for a few hours later or for the <laughs> next day. I do that all the time. That's smart. Be especially if it's someone I know I'm going to talk to regularly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I never want you to think I'm going to reply quickly because I probably won't unless it's urgent. And so just like I don't know it's little things like that but it's it is exhausting to have to keep holding that line it's so draining and it's also like another thing is that if you've worked I think I'm just gonna I would love Haley actually to see you work in a non-remote work environment <laughs> just for like six months just I've to done it I've done no, it. But I've worked like in offices. After, no, but after having worked that buffer, like after. Oh, like, I see, I see. Like, so <laughs> yeah, never happening. <laughs> because I think that like if you get used to the remote work thing, because it's such a high priority to have effective communication channels, it naturally comes up. Whereas I think 
when you work in an office and it's so funny like I I think I drive my boss crazy sometimes because I'm always like hey did you see that did you see that did you see that did you see that because the person that I (laughs) no because that's how to get it done if I just assign a task in asana like that it's not getting it's not gonna happen (laughs) like it's not happening i might as well ride on a cloud and just send it off (laughs) into the universe and hope like i manifest it like it's not happening oh my gosh that's so funny but but, so yeah it's it's also like you have to play the game that is the existing game where you're at like it just has to be like that but I, I was generally at an event yesterday and there was this one, we were talking about this actually there. And there's this one person who is, I don't know what's the right word, like, because we don't really have clients, but she's like uh, someone in the community that we serve. And she was making, she, she generally just took a stab at me and she was like, you always open every email with like, I'm sorry, I'm getting back to you. So like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was like, great. And then I just took it further and I like completely called myself out where it's like I think of something I'm like oh I need this from this person and then I like find them in my email and I'm like oh shoot I haven't responded to that (laughs) so I immediately resolve whatever it was and it takes like three seconds and I could have done it like two weeks ago but I didn't because I was prioritizing something else and I'm like great this is all done let me know how you feel about it and then like another email like hi (laughs) can I now ask this of you (laughs) oh my gosh yeah, and that, I so feel funny. like that's a pretty, pretty bad habit, but I've done it a couple of times and everyone's been <laughs> laughing. They were like, yes, I have definitely been there myself also. So I felt made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I have started. I mean, I feel like we've talked about this. I try not to apologize for getting back to people late, but I'm terrible at it. I'm Canadian. I'm just trained to apologize. I don't know. I apologize a ton. But I also I think that I just started holding myself to such a different standard because I used to think that because someone emailed me, it was my job to reply to them, which is not true. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was an end at the time. I was one of two public email addresses on the website. It was like this customer support email and my email. Now we have the customer support email, but then we also have like a press email. So it's not my personal email. No, it's smart. Yeah, it's a press email, which makes sense. But so it's there's like a different system that I can put in place there. But so back mm-hmm. then I was like, well, it's my emails on the website. So it's my job to reply to everyone. And I remember having a conversation with my manager where he was like, I see you replying to everyone because we have transparent email, which is a whole other conversation. But oh God. Um, yeah. you can see when people when everyone is replying to stuff. So when I go through and go through all my emails, like everyone gets my replies who is subscribed to that part of mm-hmm the email but I would be subscribed to not getting that (laughs) yeah and most people unsubscribe immediately like they're like I don't want to get any of the marketing emails because it's like me it used to be a couple of other people but I'm really it's me it's like you don't want to get all of my emails to everyone but the the thing is like I realized yeah it's not my job it like for me I'm not saying for everyone but it's like for me it's not my job to reply to every email that comes into my inbox it's my job to like meet my goals and move stuff forward and if that happens to align with everyone in my inbox that's great but if not then I don't need to reply to them and I think mm-hmm. I think that we've talked about this but just the state of awful cold emails is truly alarming and 
just terrible. The the cold emails that I get that I've started, and I know you've seen this because we get some of them to the main make work work email address now mm-hmm. too. And I used to just reply to everything. And now I'm like, if that person is clearly putting no time or effort into this email with me, I'm not even going to reply. And that happens way more often than it used to, where I'm like, I'm just not replying to someone because it's just not worth my time to explain to them that, that no, I'm not going to do this. And you should just take my lack of response as a no. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely think this is another problem that I don't know how we got here is it, 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 it's actually, so I have one of the emails I monitor is like the open email address. And one of the things we do is we manage all the playlists and we actually ask people to send us their music uh, so we can add them to our playlist. But we are the Iceland Music Export Office, which I wouldn't think you would have to explain what that means, but we only have (laughs) Icelandic music on our playlists. That's the definition of what we do. We want to highlight Icelandic music, period. It's literally the only only thing. <laughs> so whole reason for existing. This is your whole North Star. This is it. <laughs> that's the only thing. Like that's it. That's just it. Period. And then we get this like, oh hi, I'm this artist from Nova Scotia. Or like hey, you Nova Scotia <laughs> alone. They're delightful, okay? This happened. Or some like Oh, we're from New Jersey, or we're from... So I'm just taking all the countries. We're like, oh, we're from Southampton. I'm like, where did you get... So what I think happened is, like, our email address has, like, shown yeah. up on some aggregator place or whatever, and people just spam it, because I used to. Yes. I used to do this. I used to be like, hey, we're in... I see music expert office. And I used to genuinely be really nice. I'd be like, that's no reflection in music. Best of luck, all this. And yeah. I can't tell you how often people reply to me, and they're like oh, wow, I didn't expect a reply. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, you're like, you're just showing your hand that like you put no thought or effort into it. Yeah. Like, why would I meet you thoughtfully then? 100%. And I actually think this is a rule from you that was um, don't put more effort into the response to an email than was clearly put into the email, if that makes sense. I'm like, that's There's a great rule. email reply equation here that we yeah. need to like define or turn into a chart or something that to so everyone can share this with everyone that they work with <laughs> yeah like don't but, and we i've trained I, I was i was adding this all up for something else i think i've trained like five interns since i started and i am like now so brutal i'm like don't reply to that doesn't matter <laughs> just delete it it's fine no one cares <laughs> like just mark yep. a spam whatever mark a spam <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it no it's entirely and then what happens to me like what happens for me is that when i get a really good cold email i do reply and mm-hmm. then i might end up having a relationship with that person even if we never end up actually working together in that way but more more than likely if i get a really good cold email it's because they actually understand who i am and what buffer is and so then it's fine to reply I don't mind cold emails. Like, I genuinely, I think warm emails tend to be more effective. But, like, I don't mind cold emails and I tend to go through everything. But, but, but I don't even, that's not even what I have a problem with. Like, that I just now, because everything I go, everything I do goes through email, so many of my emails just have this giant task associated with them. Yeah. So, like, such a challenge. Like, and it's it's hard to create uh, an effective system when the ask isn't predetermined by myself. It is like someone is essentially assigning me something. And 
I think this is another thing where it's um, like if you're asking me to do something beyond just writing one or two lines of reply, extra, you shouldn't expect a quick reply. Like, <laughs> if I have to go out of my way to do something for you, like if I get 40 emails like that a day, yeah. like there's just not enough hours of the day to get all that done. Like it's just a it's just a matter of scale and a matter of this is why I'm not a big fan of emails in the first place because I think it doesn't scale very well. It's cluttered. It's hard to find information because things get buried in some threads and yep. then if you're yep. working on a big project with someone you're on multiple threads with all the same people and you have to have these like search strategies to quickly find exactly what you're looking for and <laughs> so accurate i think too like you can't change the title of an email like maybe the person reaches out about something with one what is it subject line and then yeah. they'll just keep replying to the same subject line but the topic is completely different and i don't know that drives me nuts oh my God. then i can't find what i'm looking for and no i just want to say for cold email though it's not that I have a problem with cold email. Like, it's not like I'm against cold email. I've gotten a lot of great things through cold email. I What I have a problem with is the current norm of cold email, which is terrible, which is like not tailored emails that people are sending to other people with no research and no consideration for the other person. And like they're, they do, this is the worst part for me. This is what I don't like about cold emails is that they have auto follow-ups within like one day, two day, three days. Oh my God. And truly I no. had to stop myself because there was someone who wrote me a cold email and I was about to reply and just say, this isn't a good fit for us. And I got onto something else. And I think his like first email was sort of nice. So I was like, oh, this is worth a, a quick reply. And then I didn't get to it that day. And the next day he followed up and it was like, it was, it was like passive aggressive and I was like, oh, Ugh, well, and no. I didn't get to it at all that day. Like email is not a huge priority for me. So sometimes I'm only really diving in there once a week that I'm getting to the bottom of everything. And then the mm -hmm. third day, it got even like it wasn't even just passive aggressive. It was just like straight up aggressive with the things. And I had to stop myself from writing a really mean email back to him to just be like, what are you doing? Like, how do you expect like I wasn't going to work with you because this isn't a good fit. And now I am for sure never going to work with you. There's a real difference here. And mm -hmm. like, just so you know, I never I'm like blocking your email. And I was like, OK, I'm not I'm going to cool it. I'm not going to send that email. But I think that that that's my problem with cold email. It's not cold email in general, because like I've received a lot of things by cold emailing someone and getting a reply, which is amazing. Like it's it's helped me a lot. But it is the norm, the like super low bar of sending a cold email. I think that is that is my problem with it. Yeah, I, I think this is the same. I think this is like one of the way. The, I think it's the same problem as I was saying before. Like, it's too easy to message people. So yeah. people just do it all the time and with not, without a lot of thought. And then it becomes your problem to manage it. And then if you don't do it perfectly thoughtfully, you hurt people who you care about because they get caught up in the mess that all of this is. Yes. And the fact that there isn't like, you can't, like, you actually don't have a lot of control over it. Like, you can't consolidate all your messages into one platform and just deal with it like that. You can't, like, I can't just say, show me all my messages from just Haley. And that would go through <laughs> email, Slack, personal, whatever. Like, I, I, I myself have to check Instagram. I have to yeah. check this other place and everything. So there's no way to get a good overview. 
unless you're just managing everything through notifications, but that is only what just happened. That doesn't go back like a week or something. So they're just, it's, it's, it's the state of things is just bad. It's just bad. I think everyone's stressed because of it, because it's, and then this, what you're talking about this, like, I wrote you one email and now you owe me something. Yes. That is insane. Like that is genuinely like, who are you? Like, I don't even know you. Like, where where does this come from? Like, why? Like, why? Like, especially like, maybe I'm just watching a movie with my family. Like, like, I don't owe you like a thoughtful, instant response. Like, it's crazy to me. And then... It is. And it ruins, like, it ruins genuine interactions that, like, I have so many lovely interactions on Instagram and on a lot of different other platforms. But because I'm so, like, I get so jaded. I get so jaded because I'm just like, oh, all I want to do is just clear the decks and have an overview of everything. But it's just impossible because there's always just more emails and more requests and more people who want something from you. And, like... 70% of it is totally valid but then like 20 to and even just like company emails that are like oh you you bought one thing from us one time why don't we email you every day till you die like it's just it's and then honestly and then it's like going through and unsubscribing from those is a full-time job practically yeah. Going through and unsubscribing from everything because some of them you say unsubscribe and they don't unsubscribe you for some reason. You have to unsubscribe or like they have three different lists and you only unsubscribe from one of them. Actually, <laughs> no, that's my favorite this, one. This is my least favorite oh, thing because like for you, my personal email, I'll go through and I'll <laughs> select everything. Like my personal inbox will get really, really, really messy. Like that email is definitely lives out there somewhere. And there's just a ton of stuff and like every newsletter I've ever subscribed to and I've tried to unsubscribe over the years and it's just a why would I take on that task like it's just not possible to unsubscribe from everything so I'll just like (laughs) select all and then I'll deselect the ones that I want to actually read and then but then I'll deselect the ones I want to unsubscribe from and then it's like oh well that's like everything (laughs) so then I'm like well there's how do I get through this like how do I actually get through this and clean it up in the process and it's not possible. And let me tell you, Habby, actually, I we haven't talked about this, and I think you will find it interesting. When mm-hmm. I came back from my sabbatical, I had a fully clear inbox because I had deleted all my emails while I was away. And that went away in like two days. I got like 70 emails the next day. And oh I had God. built up this really good relationship with um, a virtual assistant in that time. Mm-hmm. And I just brought her into my inbox. And I just said, here you go. You're in my work inbox. Here's your job. Unsubscribe from all this stuff for me regularly. Here's what. And I just did like a training video for her. And now we have a notion checklist where it's like, these are all the things you can just immediately delete. These are the things to unsubscribe. And then I'm trying to train her on cold email. It's so vague and it's fuzzy. So it's not an easy one. But I think Mm -hmm. she's getting there just in terms of like, these are the cold emails you can just immediately delete. And yeah. here are the ones that you should flag for me and I'll let you know to delete it or not. But now I have someone else helping me with my email and it's still really difficult, but slightly better. That's, but, but, okay. But like, if you, if you just, just parsing what you just said, like, I am very proud of you, Haley. You're doing very well, but we are like normal people <laughs> who have a job, like, is like the fact, oh, granted, we are in a very kind of public facing 
high volume email kind of jobs. So I'll, yes. I'll give it that. So we're not like totally normal. Yes. We're not totally but normal. We're, <laughs> but we're still, we're just some people who work somewhere. Like that's yeah. it. Like I am not trying to be like, that's just the... the no, the let's fact, not overly aggrandize ourselves here. We're just some people who work somewhere, I think, is people. a great... The and new just, the new tagline for the Make Work Work website, just so you know. <laughs> we're just, just some people trying to work. Like, just trying to it. work. <laughs> just trying to do... But we the, can't, because we're constantly getting attacked with emails. <laughs> like, it's not like we are, like, Ariana Grande, you know? Like, we are just... I certainly am not. <laughs> We're just like a person. I'm not the CEO. Like we're not Jeff Bezos. Not, also we're not. not the CEO. And no <laughs> desire to be the CEO. I don't know if we've ever had that conversation, but yeah. So it's just like we're just a, per- a normal person who has a job. That that that's where we are. Like we're not at the yeah. top of some kind of crazy yeah. billion dollar empire here. We're just trying to do our work. <laughs> and the fact that you have to hire someone, right? <laughs> like it's. That just shows that this is, and this, what you just said about like, oh, you unsubscribe from product updates. Well, that's not the same as unsubscribing for something. And then my least favorite yeah. is where you actually have to lock into the product no, no. to unsubscribe. And, and I don't have a login because like, <laughs> I haven't been there in 15 years. Like, no. It's just like, this should be a criminal offense. I genuinely I completely think agree. people... We everyone's talking about how like attention is currency. I think genuinely this is where I'm going with this. Okay, there's two. I have two. This is what I'm gonna lobby for. This is gonna become my platform. One, okay. something like a Gmail or whoever runs your email should just have a thing that it says like delete or archive or open or whatever. They should just add unsubscribe and just let Gmail do it for you. Gmail does have an unsubscribe feature. In, Do they? Yes. So like if you're in the Google, in the Gmail inbox natively, up near the top of the email, like right under the subject line, for almost every email, if they can figure out that this is a subscription that's getting sent to you or if there's an unsubscribe link in the email, they will put unsubscribe right at the top. And so I'll only click oh. that if I can't find the one in the email because I don't I don't actually know if the Google one is as effective. I would assume that it is. I've had luck with it, but yeah. Okay. What's your second? I really am. I love this platform for you. I'm here. I'm like voting for you. I'm like, I'm on board. What's what's what else? Sorry. I just I got. Yeah. So one is that the platform that receives the email should manage this. You should be able just to tell Google unsubscribe me from this. Like, I don't want this person to email me. That is one thing. And then I genuinely think and this is a bit more of a complicated thing, but I think you can't define something that is like unwanted requests or something. Yes. And it should genuinely be some kind of offense. Like you should, like the fact that anyone in the world can send like a million messages to anyone and there's no punishable offense there. Like it just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that you can just message anyone on the planet without any consequences. Like this is a little bit harder to kind of, execute i'll totally grab <laughs> but it's but it's still like it's like no there should honestly, be something i'm thinking that there should be a fine and i want 
I want to like send an invoice for I, I don't want to actually do it. But like I want there to be a button where I oh. click where I say this person is wasting my time. So I'm going to charge them $50 and then I oh. should get paid for this offense. <laughs> OK, yeah. See, that is something that now I can like I'm thinking like what is the actual thing you can do? Like I I because I don't archive. I have a similar approach to email and like my downloads folder where I like I don't archive everything like everything kind of just lives in my inbox which people think is crazy and i'm starting to think like maybe that's maybe i should change it but I, maybe it's I not the optimal system we talked about this in a past episode and i'm going to link it in the show notes if you want to hear real details about how happy sets up her inbox because i i learned things i didn't think you did it like that it's interesting yeah so um but then i because i have like six accounts or something and i i actually did i was like all right let me just clear everything out that i can and it's so funny if you just type in like any given service and you see airlines, for example, drive me crazy with this because they send you really practical, useful emails, which yes. is here's when your flight is happening and here's the invoice for that flight. Both essential pieces of information. Then they send you emails every single day. Oh, would you like to upgrade your flight? Oh, would you like to pre-buy a sandwich on your flight? Yeah. Oh, Have you thought about I snacks? Here's the TV oh shows God. that you're going to be able to watch. Oh my God. And it's just like... So if it's actually interesting. So if you type in, like, let's say an airline, there's the, I actually have an automation that all automatically pins, like, my tickets. Mm. So it is actually quite easy for me to find my ticket because it's, like, an automation. I don't even remember when I set it up. I set it up ages ago. How did you set it up? What tool is that? Uh, that that's what I don't, don't remember exactly. I think I actually <laughs> okay. did it. I think I did it through the Gmail backend. It was just something very simple because mm. they always use the same language. So it was just, like, whenever... I actually think I just automatically do it for everything that's an invoice. So I also get it for like when I yeah. have purchases and things like that. Gmail so, filters can be really, can be really strong. So if you want to yeah. take all the time to set that up, it just takes time. I, I can probably figure it out. But like, yeah, so I have an automation for that. But then I just, and so let's say for one flight, I get 20 emails from the airline. I actually think there should be, like, how long does it take to read an email? Maybe 20 seconds. I think there should be, like, one cent per second as a fine. I like that. Because then if you think about it, so I would send, an, like, an invoice to the airline that's, like, 70 cents for all these, like, seven emails you sent me. <laughs> but can you imagine the bill they would get? If 100,000 people sent invoices like that. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't work because airline industries no. are already not extremely profitable all the time but, but can you imagine I, if it was it, everyone and like i know well maybe they would rethink their marketing in that case like it's just entirely unnecessary to send that many emails to people it just is unless they've specifically opted in and said you know what i want to hear from you every week which i doubt yeah and what pisses what pisses like what pisses me off extra about it is that like i think it ruins what marketing is because this 100%. isn't marketing. This is just clutter and noise and pollute. This is this is what it is. It's pollution. Like that's what it is. Mm. It's pollution, and it's bad. And I know pollution for the environment is maybe like a bigger problem. And we also think that is really bad. But I think these people who are responsible for pollution, like they should just be held accountable. You can't send out hundreds of thousands of emails to people that don't want them. Like, they don't want yeah, them. Digital pollution. 
digital pollution. This is your platform yeah. is remove digital pollution. This is my platform. <laughs> yes. And I think I'm also earth pollution. That's also a really big problem. <laughs> I back that platform also. Yes, same. I'm not leading that platform, but I <laughs> very much back that platform. Support, like, subscribe. <laughs> Maybe we should do something a little bit more fun for the second half or the... Yeah, let's talk about some fun things from all of the wonderful people who are listeners uh, to this show. <laughs> yeah, not pollution, <laughs> not, but love not pollution. <laughs> yeah, something that always puts us in a good mood is all our listeners. So yeah, let's talk about our listeners. Yes, a little bit. let's talk about. Okay, let's talk about the favorite season of our listeners because yes. We did a poll. So we did a poll in two places. We did the poll on Twitter and we did it on Spotify as well. Ooh. And so should I just, I actually, the Spotify one is really funny, but let's start with the Twitter one. <laughs> okay. I'm really curious. I don't even know where or how or what a Spotify poll is. So that is entirely <laughs> on your side. Oh yeah. It just comes out with the episode ah, oh. yeah and if you listen on spotify you'll get the poll there Ooh, but, okay yeah yeah okay so on twitter we asked what's your favorite season and we got the winner was fall at 37.5 percent the <laughs> second runner-up was summer 31.3 percent followed by spring at 25 percent and then winter at only 6.3 percent really lagging mm. behind there <laughs> Poor winter. I think I might like winter more than spring. So this almost oh, reflects me. I think mine is fall, summer, winter, spring. Mine would be fall, winter, spring, summer. Summer is bottom for you? A hundred percent. I cannot uh, handle the heat. I don't enjoy uh, being outside in the sun. It's too hot. Th yeah, these are no. my main complaints. <laughs> Oh my god. You know, I actually had this crazy theory after we did this poll. I was, you know how you just sometimes reflect without planning to reflect? It just kind of comes up in your head. Yeah. And I was, I would love to see the geographic breakdown of, I, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I don't have clear. that. <laughs> we're, we're not like a research institution. But like, because I was thinking... The falls here in Iceland are pretty, like, windy and stormy. Like, we don't have the romantic giant orange leaves for two months. That is, like, the romantic perfect fall. We just have, like, oh, here's another giant storm coming through <laughs> kind of fall. So I was wondering, like, so for people who live in a colder place where the summers are more nice, maybe they prefer summer. And then people who live in a place that's more hot and humid, they prefer, like, fall. Like, I wonder if there's like Probably. a breakdown that where actually it's very similar weather. It's just it falls on a different season <laughs> based on how north you are. Probably. There's probably something like that, uh, which is not reflected in our very official Twitter <laughs> poll. <laughs> I have yeah. to share, though, this is my favorite thing, is that I think that a lot of people don't know what Spotify polls are. And also, we don't have a ton of listeners that listen primarily via Spotify. Let me check. That might not be true. Like we do have a good amount. No, I just I just pulled it up. So according to Anchor, which is where we distribute the podcast from, we have do you want to take a guess how many Spotify percent listeners we have? Oh gosh, it's gonna be low. It's gonna be low. I'm gonna say five percent. It's six percent. Wow, you're so <laughs> close. 
Okay, cool. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, it's normally low. I like track all of our metrics, so it's normally pretty low. I'm like, I knew it would be yeah. under 10. And it's really interesting because, sorry, I now got into the data and I find it all really interesting. Oh my gosh. Is we only get a gender breakdown on the Spotify data. Yes. So none of the other platforms track that. But I feel like we have to kind of address, because I have it open, and we mentioned this, we have 54% listening on Apple Podcasts and then... 30% on overcasts. Oh, and 3% in the browser. I didn't even realize that was like an option for people. But yeah, 3% yeah. just the list. So I guess that's just on the Anchor platform. Yeah, that would just be on Anchor. And depending on what you have, Happy, for the timing at the beginning there. Yeah. Just so that you know, I think that's probably only the last 30 days. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Let me change that to all time. Oh, so Spotify is 8% all time. Okay. And then numbers are similar. And then actually Pocket Casts make the list when I flipped it to all time. Mm, um, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, well, That's knowing that we have a very small number of folks who listen on Spotify or a smaller number of folks <laughs> who listen on Spotify, we actually only got one poll response. <laughs> but the <laughs> best part for me is that it is... The poll just says, what's your favorite season? And then there's only one selected. And so it says 100% winter. Oh, <laughs> I just love that because... Can you take a screenshot? Yeah, because winter winter lost out on Twitter, but it, it won out for one person on Spotify. So shout out to whoever did this Spotify poll and your favorite season oh of God. winter. I, I appreciate it a lot. That's so cool. Yeah. Fall just the best and also winter according to spotify it just goes to show that like the data can so easily <laughs> <laughs> yeah this was not an official research project so it was no. it it was i think i i need to shout out your fall playlist for all these people who love fall mm. is that happy published a really great fall playlist and i know that some of the folks who listen to this podcast have already had it and like are listening to it as well um so yeah. yes, listen if you if you haven't had a chance. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's one of my favorite playlists I've ever made. So, Aww. so it's actually I made it such a long time ago. I don't know actually even why I was sharing it just more recently, but I just kind of rediscovered it on my own Spotify, and I was like, I actually, it's so funny because I don't remember making it, so I don't even feel like I'm talking about me. So like the past version of me who made it like I just really appreciate that it exists yeah um, yeah but it's really long and it's just like it's so cozy um yeah thank you everyone we, I got really nice comments about it uh, I think it was uh, Martin he put it on at work and like his colleagues really liked it and so oh, that was that's really cool yeah so just infiltrating you know people's places of work it's really sweet <laughs> Yeah. Actually, speaking of our listeners being super nice and lovely, Hams did like a whole big thread about our last episode. Oh, yeah. Um, I just opened it again. And he said, I always enjoy the banter between Haley and Happy. Good vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're not going to get this kind of tweet from this episode. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Cams. And he did a whole big th thread. And so everyone should go follow him. Um, he also shares his thoughts like in writing and things so definitely check out his work it's super cool yeah 
Cam's publishes his morning pages, which <gasps> oh, I think right. is yeah. really cool. So at the bottom That's of that brave. thread, you'll get a link to his blog where he publishes them. So they're pretty cool. I have read some before and he has like fantastic writing too. I don't know, just because I can read it. Because sometimes I read back my own morning pages and I'm like, <laughs> I can't read this. What was I saying? <laughs> His handwriting is beautiful. Yeah, it's really great. It's very legible. Yeah, and it's just like it has such a personality and it's, oh, wow. I hadn't actually seen this. This is gorgeous. Thank you for sharing, Cams. I really love it. Yeah, I love that. I think what a what a thing to do to like publish your morning pages. I feel like that is so interesting creatively. I love mm -hmm. it. It's very cool. Yeah. Also, oh yeah, well, a favorite thing we also wanted to shout out is that on we did like a Make Work Work Live recently. Um, oh, it was on my birthday. That was fun. Oh yeah, we uh, did it on your birthday, which I love that you wanted to spend your birthday with Make Work Work listeners. I mean, it was, yeah, I did have other plans for my birthday. But... Right. <laughs> These weren't your only plans, but part of your day was spent with Make Work Work listeners, yes. which I think is very special. No, it was really cool. It was so much fun. And then I actually really liked it because this is the second time we've done it. And this time uh, people were like hopping into a thread and throwing replies at us while we were kind of talking. And that I was a really fun way to do it. And we had like an election. <laughs> we did not have an election. <laughs> we did have an election. <laughs> we did not have an election. We had people vote for something. It's different. <laughs> no, it's the same. We, this is the pol political episode. Um, no, we had people vote on what should be our October backgrounds. And I'm super happy that they, the, with the pick that they, they did. So it was a good not, wallpaper. Yeah. If you're not aware already, there's uh on the Make Work Work website, there's like a slash wallpaper you can find like for your iPhone or for your home screen, like a monthly wallpaper. And it's one of my favorite things that we do. Um, and for October, we, we had our listeners on the Make Work Work Live pick out the pick up well we already picked some photos but like we had the listeners pick between them yeah they voted um elected the wallpaper that would be publicly serving them for october <laughs> yeah. it was I mean, a true and fair election <laughs> the results were binding like it's not like we the results yeah. were binding we did go yeah. with that one it is live. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's an election, you know? Oh, this it's is for the people. <laughs> it's for the people. You know what I realized though, Javi, is that our wallpaper, I was just thinking of this the other day. Every one is then my favorite one. Like <laughs> the <laughs> like the October one is my favorite one we've ever done. But like I thought that last month too and the month before. So yeah, I think I'm just easy to please in some of these things, which I like. But <laughs> no pressure. No. I that makes me so happy. Yeah, I love the October one. It's but so I good. agree. My June was my favorite one we'd ever had. My July one was my favorite one we'd ever had. <laughs> And then, like, yeah, my October one was my favorite one we've ever had. Like, yeah, it just every month. I think, but I think this is why we like changing out the. You did this already. You switched out your wallpapers based on the season and stuff. Maybe not as rigidly as like now with this monthly ones. 
Yeah. But, I used to just look for photos on Unsplash and then and then just grab something seasonally that I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. This is so much better, though, because it's a photo from one of us and Mm -hmm. the little calendar just makes it. So I actually just as we're talking, realized maybe we have to move the calendar. Are you on iOS 16 yet? No, I'm not. (laughs) So I need to. I just keep forgetting. No, it's fine. I only just did it today because I just realized I should probably should have you installed new software on your phone on a recording day. what i need to write down rules (laughs) what if it had backfired i'm not recording on my phone but still (laughs) this is is, what a risk taker you are i didn't think i was working from i sometimes try to work we're we're recording this on a friday i try to record I try to work from home on Fridays because I just prefer it. And then I often oh do gosh. little things. like I'm never going to update the software on my phone on from work. But I was like, right. oh, maybe now is a good time. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I have to run these things by you first. I just think, you know, it would I guess it would be different if it were if it were software on on your laptop. I'll I'll take back some of the outrage. I'll <laughs> I'll like rebottle it a little bit. But still, that feels like almost blasé to me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a little bit blase because I, I was listening to music on my phone and then I was like, oh wait, I still haven't updated the iOS 16. And I just checked if it was available and it's just on there on your phone. It's not like I downloaded it like from some website. It's not like a beta, like it's already well, out. Well, I know like, it's, it's not a beta, but it's still. <laughs> yeah, so I just, I just did it. It was like a Friday type of task for me. <laughs> a Friday type of task. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. We made it. We made it here. Wait, you were saying though, before I got a little bit outraged. Um, that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the calendar needs to change potentially. It just drove me crazy that like, because I obviously used to work more in the tech industry and I used to be like quite up on all these things. And I've been seeing all these people because they changed the clock on this one and they changed where the notifications go. And I just felt like I was so old not to have the new one. And I don't even know oh. if I like this one, but I was like, <laughs> I have to have it because I just need to feel like I'm up to date kind of thing. And then um, I just realized because now if the notifications go on the bottom, like we put the calendar on the bottom so they wouldn't clash. Maybe we have to, maybe November one's going to be tricky. Yeah. Maybe we have to put, I don't know. Maybe November's going to be tricky because we have to adjust for that. We we know. can adjust November and and figure out and and then also send us a message with what, where you want the calendar if you also have strong opinions on this. But oh, yeah, that would actually be cool. I'm curious how many people already have the iOS 16 and if they like it. I don't, I didn't watch the WWDC or anything, so I don't really know a lot about it, but I just... I, because I'm like out in the world and I saw people have it and I was like, wait a second, why don't I have like the new Apple thing? That seems like a really weird <laughs> position for me to be in. <laughs> I, so. I feel like I'm the opposite. I'm just so not an early adopter. Not that it's early because it's out there, but I just won't yeah. update until I absolutely <laughs> need to. But then also your feeling of like, I don't know if I really like it. I feel like that's me every single time. And it's just like, there's something about me that doesn't like the change. I'm like, oh, now it's different. And I have to get adjusted to it. Oh, I always hate the change. Yeah. 
I always hate the chains, but then I always also whenever I see the old one, once I've had the chains, I'm like, oh, we used to live like that. Same. That's crazy. I just <laughs> so- don't like that feeling though of being like, oh, now it's different. And I, I feel <laughs> like people talk about like loving what's new sometimes. And I feel a little bit a little bit odd to be like, no, I actually really like it the way it is right now. And I don't know if I want it to change at all. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here with me on this one. I mean, I, I think you're stronger than I am Probably. on that front. Yeah, probably. It's my like routine, my drive for everything to be a routine. <laughs> you just want to be a German train station. That is like your objective <laughs> in life. Like, how yeah. do I? Yeah. How do I just have everything run on schedule all the time? I spent a semester in Germany when I was younger, and it just, it just, it obviously got into my bloodstream, and and here we are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, and then. So yeah, the shout out is to the people who elected the October elected. wallpaper. It was an election. Um, and then I think our final shout out is to Jan. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Jan, at wearelisteners.com for mixing the audio of this podcast and making us sound way better than we used to sound in the early episodes. It's all Jan and a little bit us, but mostly Jan. Okay, so we have to turn off the video, right? Yeah, I was just realizing it's weird to be staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.